Hello and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, multimedia producer Aaron Labar. We're here with guest host this week, Ben McPhee Sigurdsson. Hi. You've never been here for a whole pod. No, I haven't. How long is it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know how long it is. <laughs> um, this week we're going to be talking to Ben about wine and mm-hmm. maybe some cheese. Sure. And we're going to taste some wine. Mm-hmm. And then we're also going to parlay that into a conversation about marriage prep courses because oh, I God. just took mine. Yeah. And Ben also took the same one several yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, How'd that and work out for me? <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Moving on. And we're going to talk about why Jen is absent. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's it's an, uh, there's an uh, epidemic of injury going around the arts department right now. So. I know. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, yeah, we'll talk about why Jen is not here. She is dealing with some health issues. Everything is okay. But that's why we didn't have an episode last week because mm-hmm. we kind of made the game time decision not to record. And um, yeah, everything's okay, but she's not here this week. And but hopefully we'll be back next now, week. Now you said game time decision. Now, do you want to continue using sports terms? Is it an upper or lower body injury? <laughs> a mid body? Is her back? So yeah, yeah, it <laughs> is mid body, right? Like yeah, mid, and then it goes. It depends. I don't know exactly what. You don't know which vertebrae? <laughs> I don't. Not exact. I mean, I know a lot of things about Jen, but I do not know which one. Fair. And it was funny because um, one of our other reporters, Marty Cash, he, to this morning he said, "Hey." Where is your partner on holidays? And mm-hmm. I thought he was referring to my actual partner, mm-hmm. Nick. And mm-hmm. I was like, I no, he's at he's at work. And he's like, no, I mean Jen, yeah. <laughs> so your work spouse, my work spouse. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we we wish her uh, yes, speedy recovery. speedy recovery. Yeah. Yes, she can um, lay around, lay about with her her beautiful little dog, and uh, yeah, hopefully and not be outside when it's minus fifty. Yeah, seriously. Um, but we're gonna do our normal "How was your week?" Mm-hmm. segment. So Ben, how was your week? pretty good what day is it today tuesday yeah, uh yeah recording early this week yeah i went to uh yeah sorry oh man the magic of uh, i mean it's friday it's friday <laughs> duh, tgif um uh, yeah it was okay i went to a couple of new music festival shows uh with my my lady friend and uh it, it was good i'd never been before uh, You've never been to the new music festival? I don't think so. It's kind of neat. I don't know. Maybe back in the day when it was sponsored by a tobacco company or something. <laughs> Are you a former smoker? Yeah, I am, actually. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, no, but <laughs> that's not why I would have went. Uh, no. I don't know why I just made that connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Uh, yeah, I, I I weaned myself off of them a couple of years ago with uh, the, the vapes. Oh. And uh, Anyway, new music festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I went on Saturday and uh, it was uh, Bramwell Tovey. Uh, mm. was back conducting and it was it was lovely and then i went the next night and it was collective nine mm, is that what they're called i don't know there was a percussion <laughs> uh court four or five people playing percussion along with this n- group of nine people whatever you call it a non-tet <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh i've actually never encountered that uh, before. neither have i octet is about as yeah that's as, as far as i go so it was nine people sort of <laughs> strings and then this four or five person percussion group and of course co- one's called collective nine they were they also played with yes we mystic oh uh, yeah, it was yeah. like yes we mystic plus nine for big fun festival yeah, so yeah, they were yeah. they also did that and then they played this show at the new music festival these two montreal sort of collectives came together and it was cool it was really good and there were some visuals and there were some multimedia stuff where you had to pull out your phone and push buttons on this website while it was happening sort of didn't work for my phone or whatever (laughs) for whatever reason uh so i did that and then otherwise tried not to freeze to death yeah that's pretty much where i'm at uh we're gonna talk about this in a little bit but my partner and i were at a marriage course all weekend Mm. so i didn't see any of the new music festival stuff which i was really bummed out about because i really really wanted to go see that norwegian ice oh, instrument yeah, guy right, right. even though it was so cold i probably yeah. would have gone yeah 
and then also one of my favorite chefs in the world, um, Jeff, uh, Chef Joe Sasto. He was on Top Chef. Right. He was doing Raw Almond this weekend, right. but I couldn't go because he was only on the two nights that I was at this yeah. course. So I was like pretty bummed out about it. Yeah. 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 It's... um. Yeah, I, I, I did hear a lot of feedback about that that ice instrument show. Yeah. It sounded amazing. It sounded really cool. So I might I may go again because because uh, the person that I went with has passes and so on the when I might go on the Wednesday, which is like there's some metal band playing oh. with the symphony or something. Cool. They look really evil. Okay, so I'm gonna ask Ben some questions about how we became a wine writer. Hmm. How did you become a wine writer, Ben? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's see. I was in what was I in grad school? I guess no. I was in un, I was doing my undergraduate at University of Winnipeg in English and politics. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have a journalism journalism degree. To the sh extreme shock of everyone, <laughs> um, that was sarcasm. Um, but no, I was doing my undergrad degree at UW, and I wanted to. I just needed some extra income. I think I was working as a stock boy at Club Monaco at the time. This is nice. like in the mid nineties. Nice. Um, and so I got, I applied for jobs at a few different places, got a job at a wine store in the forks called Fenton's, which is now, it's now called element wine and spirits. Um, worked there for a couple of years, worked at another private wine store and then for just, just under a year and then worked at, at, at Boutique Del Vino, uh, and then worked at Keniston wine market for about six and a half years. Uh, and then around that time, Jill Wilson, mm -hmm. our coworker, who is also out with a back injury right now. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Um, she contacted me and said, you know, we're looking for a new wine writer. Would you know anyone uh, or would you be interested in doing it? <laughs> That'd I, be so funny if she's like, do you know anyone? Well, Not you. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. So she sort of put the, both those options out there. And so th I was... Um, by that point, I had just finished my master's degree in English. And uh, I th yeah, that was around that... October of 2005 and so I said well yeah I totally would do it and I had wor I had written for her for Stylist Magazine mm -hmm. University of Winnipeg and then became the editor etc cetera, etc cetera. and um, so I said yeah I'll do it and so I pitched her a few ideas and she was like sure great so I started doing that in November 2005 so wow, over 13 years ago yeah yeah and um, so I sort of I've done a little bit of sommelier training whatever yeah. um, not the full blown you know accreditation or whatever but um so i sort of paid my way through university by working at wine stores and then um in november i quit at keniston wine market and started doing the wine stuff for the free press mm -hmm. that was just freelance I, only, I didn't start working here full-time until april 2013 just before me mm-hmm same uh five exactly six years um before my car will be paid off so i have like <laughs> i've been like counting down every every payday it's like oh, now i only have four more payments left and then i'm sure it's <laughs> just gonna like explode. burst into flames yeah, yeah of course of course um if there are people who are maybe not super into wine or they would like their their wine noobs they would like to get into it do you have any tips of like the best ways to sort of approach refining your wine palette hmm I mean, don't be afraid to, to try stuff. Uh, if, if you have a certain wine that you tend to like, um, you could always go into a store and say, you know, well, I like wine X. What do you have that might be similar or different? Or explore things. Uh, say you have a favorite wine. Maybe it's from Chile. Try other wines from Chile. So, um, sort of just expand your horizons. Talk to people at stores. especially People, especially at the private wine stores, are like... I mean, people at Liquor Marts are great too, but, um, you know, they're, they're, they're very 
tend to be very passionate and stuff about about wine but not snooty or yeah i feel like that's maybe the intimidation factor Mm -hmm. is part of it because like i don't know that much about wine and i'm always really hesitant to go into a really fancy wine store yeah be like hey i don't i don't know anything (laughs) yeah everyone that i've talked to at all the stores you know both the government stores and the private stores here have been really it's always been really helpful always really approachable Mm -hmm. um you know they're they're mainly just excited about it and they want to sort of share their knowledge with you and stuff and really at the end you know when it comes down to it it's just something a drink in a bottle right like i mean how how much time or how much of your life do you want to spend you know uh fretting over you know uh, you know i mean uh, i bring the wine on the pod i don't always know what it tastes like and you know what if it's not the best whatever i'm out like 13 bucks or whatever and you know it's not the worst thing that's going to happen in my life that's for sure Mm -hmm. or if it is i'm living a pretty pretty (laughs) Pretty, good life pretty sweet life um well we're going to taste a wine a little bit later Mm -hmm. um what is there is there a way to refine your palate because jen always makes fun of me that i have a very like plebeian Mm -hmm. palate but Mm -hmm. is it something that you can almost like practice yeah you can i mean say you wanted to sort of you wanted to sort of try some you're like i don't know it just tastes like wine um (laughs) (laughs) well no because that's sort of where we all start right but but then if you were to like say buy two or three chilean cabernets let's say right there just pick that because i have a bottle of wine from chile in front of me and and chilean cabernet maybe is relatively inexpensive you can get probably a a few bottles for 14 15 dollars each pour pour them out beside each other and like go back and forth and smell them and stuff like that that's how i find like comparing and contrasting and just you know uh, practicing tasting and and smelling and stuff like that just i do dumb things like well not dumb things but i do things that might make people look at me strange sometimes <laughs> like i go into a grocery store and i just walk around and i smell um produce <laughs> oh you're that guy well sometimes <laughs> sometimes not always but like if there's something that i'm like dragon fruit what does that smell like you yeah, know like i'll pick true. it up and i'll just be like or like with my produce now i like I'm, I'm more likely or fruit say for example i'm more likely to pick it up and smell it because it's like well if this smells like strawberries then probably they taste pretty good too but if it smells like nothing then maybe I'll, anyway yeah um so just sort of practice that kind of stuff there's lots of books out there i mean go to your any local bookstore and they'll have like they have like fairly decent selection of um of wine related reference books you you could start with wine for dummies but you could start with a book called wine folly which is by a couple people one of whose name is madeline puckett and someone else and Mm -hmm. i can't remember who but it's like a good introductory Mm. but 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 full of great information um there's you could um what else could you do i mean there's lots of different wine writers and and people tasting wines online now Mm -hmm. you can get the vivino app which i find quite helpful it's v-i-v-i-n-o and so it's sort of like a a place where you can go and uh it's an app like you can take a picture of a, a wine label and it'll usually can bring up all the information oh that's really about, cool and, and then you can sort of enter your review and see other people's reviews and it's stuff like, like Goodreads, that it's like good reads but for wine yeah 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 exactly <laughs> exactly so um but it's it's pretty helpful but yeah i don't know i just like I, the more wine i taste the more i i just feel like i just implicitly know about it i guess i don't know yeah, no, that makes sense i but i but i taste like two thousand wines a year so <laughs> you know what goes good with wine cheese cheese yes i don't know how we got talking about cheese this morning but we Mm. both love cheese yeah we do um you were going to tell me a story about what your favorite kind of cheese is and then you stopped yourself oh yeah it's not actually that exciting (laughs) okay (laughs) but uh do you have a guess (laughs) 
A real stanky blue? No, you know, actually, when I was a kid, I had a penicillin allergy, so oh. I've always been really um, hesitant with the blues. Uh, hesitant around mold in mm, general. That's fair. Yeah, and so um, the the blue runny cheeses, stinky ones, don't. Yeah. No, I like Parmigiano Reggiano. Oh, so good. Like, so hard. That it's like it's a, it's like gr- it's almost crunchy and yeah, granular. Yeah, yeah. I love and like that. when you grate it, it makes that sound. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. I, I love that. That's my favorite. I and, like or the like a manchego, like a Spanish oh, yeah. manchego. Have you so ever good. had? Um, uh, oh, it was like I had this app once. It was like a piece of manchego cheese, mm-hmm. a tiny dollop of quince paste, mm. and a little tiny piece of mint, and a little drop of honey. And it was the best app I've ever... I only had it once yeah. at a house party when I still lived in New York. And yeah. I think about it probably once a month. So I have a sort of related story because I the first time... I was a vegetarian for like 13 years. And um, and then when I started doing the wine column, I started getting invited to wine dinners. And I just got lazy and I don't know, old, whatever. Um, <laughs> and, and so um, the first time I ever... The, I, I remember it was the same night as the first time I, I ate meat for a long time. It was like salmon with chickpea curry chickpeas or something mm-hmm. like that anyway that's beside the point because um the last thing they gave us was this little square of parmesan cheese this really nice parmigiano reggiano with a dollop of honey on it oh, and so i was good. just like i was like oh the textures and the flavors are all so yeah. amazing and i have tried to i have tried to replicate that and you can't with well no i can for myself and i love it but i've tr- i've done it for other people and they're just like they don't get it they're like, I don't know. Oh, this is a gross I would combination. Be so I was like, into that. This is the salty the and the sweet and the crunchy and the sticky. Oh, no, so I loved good. it. I loved it. So I loved good. it. Well, I'll bring in some Parmesan and, Please and honey. Please do. And we can just have it ourselves. We'll have it next time we do right. wine. Oh, yes, It'll yes. be a good, uh, oh, maybe that could be the next um, theme. Like wine something that will pair. Yeah, a good wine mm, and cheese pairing. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a really Jem good idea. Because Jem also loves cheese. Okay. Well, yeah. we could we could do it so that I pick the Wine pick and you pick the we cheese, or well, who what goes if they first? don't? What if they don't? Yeah, what if they don't? Well, we match? have to let each other know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I like cheese that's mostly just like eating butter. Like it's so creamy mm-hmm, that it mm-hmm. just you feel your yeah. arteries clogging, but yeah. you really like, don't even care because it's yeah. so good. Totally, totally. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm big into. I don't know. I, I feel like for a long time when I had, like when my kids were smaller, it was just like, okay, I'm getting the cheddar. Or I'm getting the cheese marble. Strings. Yeah, marble or I'm getting the, the cheese best. strings. Or I'm yeah. getting the mozzarella, and that's it. But now yeah. I'm like, now they're older, and they'll at least they'll at least try things once. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Anyway, cheese, love it. Love it. So, no, we're gonna talk about the marriage. Course. Okay, fine. <laughs> Ben's trying to cut me off, but we have no, one more I topic to cover. I just figured I'd try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until uh, before we go to wine tasting. Yeah, I could use a drink probably after <laughs> after this conversation. <laughs> so Jen and I kind of do wedding updates on my planning mm-hmm. uh, often on the pod, but. This is more of like a marriage update, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Less wedding, more marriage, which is good. Um, my partner and I are both Catholic and we're getting married at St. Ignatius Church. And to get married there, I don't know if it's actually mandatory or just like strongly, strongly recommended. Mm. But they they would like for all the couples to take a marriage prep course. Mm-hmm. It's called WED, Weekend Engagement Discovery or mm. something like that. Um, which I was super nervous about going to because even though I was raised Catholic, I'm not super like hardcore Bible thumper kind mm-hmm. of Catholic. Mm-hmm. And I was really concerned that it was going to be a very preachy weekend of like, this is how you should do marriage in the eyes of the church, which mm-hmm. like I don't react well to that kind of discussion. Mm-hmm. So I was just dreading it. And you have to be there like two and a half hours on Friday. We were there 12 hours on Saturday, oh my 8.30 to almost nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another four or five hours on Sunday. Like it Ooh. was intense. Yikes. 
but it was not at all what I was expecting. But I'm uh-huh. very curious. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But I'm very mm-hmm. curious to hear what your experience well, was like. And my, when did you do it? Uh, I did it at St. Ignatius. Why when, did I do when? it? When? Oh, when? Oh, um, probably 2002. Okay. Um, uh, because I got married in 2003. And uh, so we did it at St. Ignatius as well. The uh, my wife at the time, her, or not at the time, I guess my fiance at the time, um, who then became my wife. Um, 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 I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. It was called, but we did. Oh, it was called evenings for the engaged. Okay, so it was uh, that's, like a I just remember that. Yeah, because we didn't do it on the weekend. You mm-hmm. had the option of doing it like all in one weekend, or oh. you could do like every whatever Wednesday night it was or something I think I would have preferred to do it that way yeah yeah yeah. so you had these workbooks and stuff like that yeah yeah and there were different topics on on different evenings and stuff like that and because I'm not I guess technically it's very it's unknown as to whether I'm a Catholic or not like my (laughs) my mom is sort of a lapsed Catholic my grandparents were Catholic are you baptized in the Catholic church see this is where it gets confusing oh okay and it was a point of contention actually because so I was not baptized in, uh, officially in the Catholic Church, but there are grounds for emergency baptisms. And when my m- parents went to visit my granddad when he lived in Victoria, I think it was, because uh, I was a baby, um, he um, s- he s- swept me away. Did took he me flanders off. you in he the river? He gave me an emergency <gasps> baptism in the ocean, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. you're like the simpsons when they go to the flanders totally oh my gosh totally. and, that's amazing i <laughs> and, love this I, and uh and uh so there was a whole point of contention when we were signing up for um uh, these evenings for the engagement like are you baptized and i was like well and so they <laughs> went took it i think they took it to the archdiocese and they were like are you joking? they were like they were like, he's good to go. <laughs> he's been baptized. It was an emergency baptism. So, and 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 because uh, her family was all Catholic, and so we yeah. got married at the WAG with a JP, and then and then her family was in Prince Edward Island, and so we flew out there and had a, our marriage blessed by the Catholic Church, which is essentially just a Catholic wedding. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. already, it's all the paperwork's already yeah. been done, right? So yeah, we went to this evenings for the engaged. And it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah, mostly I was, fine. Yeah, I was super surprised. Well, for, the format for us was um, they had leader couples mm-hmm. who would host the each like segment of discussions, mm-hmm. and they were like conflict resolution was one, finances was one, mm-hmm. like like all sorts of birth control well (laughs) yeah but that wasn't even as bad as i was expecting a lot of it was like examining your strengths and weaknesses and how that impacts your relationship which i think is a valuable thing to do for sure yeah and i was really surprised especially with the financial part of it i was really surprised at the practicality of the advice because Mm -hmm. one of the the husband in the couple is like a financial planner so Mm -hmm. he's like here's all the things that you really need to consider Mm -hmm. um and it was and then we would fill out our little like booklet thing Mm -hmm. give like whatever topic and then go have individual time with each other to like talk about the questions Mm -hmm. and then group sharing so we were with four other couples oh man it's all coming back to me (laughs) it's all coming back to me yeah and but i was really surprised that like i actually found some value in Mm -hmm. it i mean these weren't any topics that we haven't discussed before but Mm -hmm. maybe not as in-depth as this encouraged us to be Mm -hmm. and then like the craziest part was on the end of saturday after like 12 and a half hours Mm -hmm. we're doing our last like small group session and the the leader's like okay guys like what's happening next is really intense and really emotional and we're like oh my god (laughs) so they made us go into the little chapel 
and like light this candle and then we um had to practice the act of reconciliation with each other Hmm. and like forgive each other for any past sort of difficulties or hurt and it was like crazy emotional Hmm. and like people were crying i was crying and then they they do this prayer where it's like hold each other's hands and like mm-hmm. these are the hands that will take care of you and all this stuff hmm. and everyone's just like bawling their <laughs> eyes out and i'm like oh my gosh oh, like i just did not anticipate it to be hmm. so like intense at that point because it had been pretty like practical up yeah. until that point yeah. and then we we're just like whoa wow yeah. maybe that's only for like the the date intense the weekend intensive ones i don't know i don't remember that but maybe i've oh. just repressed it and they had been telling us about it all day and I was like, man, I don't think it's going to be that bad, but mm-hmm. whoa, like mm. it was, it was intense. Wow. I, yeah, I just don't remember that, but like yeah. I say, could have been repressed. Yeah. And then we did do the like natural family planning mm-hmm. lecture, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. Nick was just like, like hold your breath, bite yeah. your tongue. Like just, it's 20 minutes. You can get through it. Yeah. But they did take a much more scientific, uh, approach, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Yeah. And then there's like the sexuality discussion and they just played a Ted talk by this because <laughs> a couple that was going to do it, they couldn't come. Yeah. And yeah. it was this Belgian doctor PhD. And she just talked about the difference between like love and desire and that all the qualities that we want in love, which is like stability, consistency, whatever those are like the antithesis of Mm -hmm. desire which is Mm -hmm. like unpredictability and and so that was really interesting too Mm -hmm. so all the things i was dreading the most didn't actually seem to happen no that's good (laughs) well yeah that's not a bad thing and they're cookies too right oh yeah they had so many snacks yeah and we went to santa lucia for lunch which is thumbs up man i never yeah that was was (laughs) they must be doing a little better now these days than they did back then i mean although back when i did it they didn't even have ted talks probably so no that's true (laughs) that's true yeah no i I just wanted to bring it up because a lot of people have asked me about it because I don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of friends who are actively involved in a religious community. Mm -hmm. And I think the assumption is that it's going to be like, God should be the number one priority. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. really was not like that at all. No, it's definitely not, uh, definitely not uh, stated outwardly or wasn't at least when I I did it either. Yeah. So Mm -mm. it's, yeah, it's, it, I mean, I I came away with it probably having learned a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't the uh, Catholic half of the equation. So I found it, I found it, I was very, I just found it all very, very fascinating. So. Yeah. But and we were also like definitely probably the only couple who lives together. Mm, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it was just so funny because we'd do, go into the group discussions and everyone would be talking about issues that they have in a very sort of big picture and like he doesn't take out the garbage (laughs) and like very specific problems that like that you only know after you've cohabitated with someone and all these people are like oh i admire these qualities i'm like i admire that he doesn't wake me up when he leaves (laughs) (laughs) well okay so here's a question for you Uh, what was what what do you think the average age of couples there was older younger about Um, the same okay so I, th- I feel like most of them were actually younger than we are. I'm mm-hmm. 29 and Nick is 34. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple, there was eight couples total. Mm-hmm. Um, a few, maybe one or two were kind of closer to our like 30 age range. But most of them I feel were like in their early to mid 20s. Mm-hmm. One of them had only been together and they were extremely religious um, for nine months and they were engaged and they looked like they were probably like 20, 21. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, fi- I found, if I recall, like you know this similar like i was probably 27 and uh my fiance would have been 30 30 31 mm-hmm. um 
and uh yeah it was there was there was some definitely some sort of younger green around the gills mm-hmm. sort of freshly engaged sort of people but yeah. then there was a few older couples too mm-hmm. like maybe they were on their i don't know second go round or something like yeah. that and just decided i you would know. say we were on the older end of the spectrum okay. but the lead couples like some of them had been married for 10 15 20 years one of them been married for 43 years whoa yeah and the thing I actually appreciated the most was sort of how candid they were about their experiences mm-hmm. and like their successes and failures. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously they're not going to be applicable to everyone mm-hmm. depending on your relationship, but they were all very honest about like things are shitty sometimes. And like, you just mm-hmm. need to figure out how you can get through it. And if you can't, then you can't like there. Yeah. Don't I know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, time for wine. Time for, time wine. for wine. Let's okay. do that. Well, we'll be right back with um, Ben's Wine of the Month Club. Okay, Ben. It is Budget Wine of the Month Club. I got the name wrong, but it's, it's the fine. same acronym, so it's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's true. That's true. Um, Ben's Budget Wine of the Month Club. Yeah. Um, what do we have today? Well. Okay, so we decided we were going to go with the theme of Valentine's Day. Yeah, because it's like, what, two weeks away? Mm, yeah, something like that. Uh, never I, shouldn't, too I shouldn't say something like that. It's never too early to start planning. That's true. I already have a dinner date planned. So <gasps> it's already, it's already set. Well, I didn't set it, but we agree. It was a, an agreed upon date. We were, we were trying to trying to figure out a date to go to a, a particular restaurant and uh, with my lady friend who was not with me during the marriage prep classes. <laughs> let's just put it that way. Um, anyway, um, so I'm going to Hearth. Oh my yeah, gosh, it is great. so good. I've talked about it probably I've been three, once before. three was, times on this pod it was before. Amazing. It's so good. I yeah, love it, it really there. Good. We were Speaking trying to go... cheese. Oh yeah. Did yeah, you have yeah. the burrata with like the melty garlic stuff on yes. it? Yes. <sighs> yes, yes, totally. Um, we were tr- going to go to Santa Ana. Is that the name of the place? It's like way down St. Mary's or I'm something. Not sure. Anyway, uh, it's impossible. You have to book weeks in advance, and so oh. uh, which we we did, I guess. But Hearth is Hearth is good too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they don't sponsor the show. But <laughs> I wish they, they did. <laughs> Cheese, um, please. <laughs> right. So how do we talk about? Oh yeah, Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, because uh, and I'm going on the 13th, not the 14th. Right. Because Valentine's 14th Day is restaurants yeah, is like it's stupid it's amateur hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what I would say. Well, that is what I would say, but that's what servers would say. They, it's other than Mother's oh, yeah. Day, probably the, the day that they and. New Year's Eve, probably the days that they like working the least. I would, oh, I would yeah. assume. I mean, I worked in a chocolate shop. I understand. Oh, it was rough. Man, I always like to tell the story real. of the guy that came to us a day before and asked us to put like a clue in one of the chocolate because he was doing like a scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. And I, t- I literally said to his face, if you are not planning on proposing at the end of this, do not bother because <laughs> she will hate this. Yeah. Like, yeah. And she came in at like 10 a.m. And the look on her face, she was miserable. It was so cold. And then the clue was like, Give give your bow a kiss to get the next clue, and she mm-hmm. was just like, "Are you serious?" Like oh, she was God. so grumpy. I'm like, "Matt, I hope you get a ring at the end of this." Oh man. Anyway, okay, wine. so yeah, this wine, um, it's made by Conchi Taro from from Chile, a, um, a big winery. They make the Frontera wines, which are common, you know, commonly used as like house wines and stuff like that, and um, are pretty reasonably expensive or pretty pretty reasonably priced, like nine bucks a bottle sort of thing and they come in liter and a half bottles and three liter boxes and stuff so this one i've never s- tried before it's the frontera conchitaro frontera 2018 after midnight dark red blend oh well so i'm assuming it's probably gonna it could be similar to you know the sort of their version of like the apothic kind of thing uh-huh so i did do a little bit of research on it. it's 10.99 plus taxes oh that's a good deal at liquor marts and i guess private wine stores if they choose to carry it um it is night harvested which they say um uh 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 
We picked these grapes in the cool of the night when lower temperatures help preserve their bold flavors and aromas. I have seen, I have been in Chile. Is that a Chile. thing that's true? I have been to Chile twice. Yeah. I have been to Conchitoro twice, and I yeah. have not at Conchitoro, but I've seen night harvesting. Yes, it is true. It, they it actually does do actually that. affect the grape? I think so. I think it's less stressful. Like harvest. Well, I imagine it'd be so hot to harvest during the day yeah, too. Yeah. 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 It's stressful for the people who do it, but also stressful. It stresses the grapes. <laughs> and me. No, I don't know. I th- you know, that's <laughs> no, what I mean, they say. That's legit. It just sounds funny. No, I know. And, and, and so that's why it helps preserve their bold flavors and aromas, I guess. I don't know. Just discover the nocturnal magic of this dark red blend. So the night harvesting is a real thing. It's just, but it, it sounds very, very mysterious and romantic. Well, and the bottle but it's, is like entirely black. Yeah. It's very dark. But the night harvesting like that I saw was not like people with baskets. It was like a giant tractor with this big sort of like hole in between. Like there's the two giant (laughs) wheels on the one side, two giant wheels on the other side, and this big sort of thing so that it can drive directly over top of the row of vines and have these things in between that sort of like shake the shake the the vines and shake the grapes and the gra- off see in yeah. my head it was like a little person crouching in the no, dark no. pulling one grape no, at a time no, no, very no, no, quietly no, 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 and no. putting it in their bucket no no not <laughs> i mean they probably make like two hundred thousand cases of this it would take forever to harvest <laughs> i'm just saying that's what happens in my head yeah yeah because i only think of things when like because my family has some uh vines in mm-hmm. slovenia well it's actually technically in croatia but because there's only like i think eight rows mm-hmm. you just walk up and down yeah, yeah. and like clip them and throw yeah. them no, so in my head be, that's how everyone no <laughs> does this one. would be this would be like <laughs> a sea of vines yeah anyway so night harvested whatever for whatever for better or for worse uh and the only thing i could find on a pr- i don't know if it was just a previous vintage but it's probably a similar combination of cabernet sauvignon syrah and merlot hmm. um i thought maybe there might be some carbonara in there which is a fairly um uh popular and the sort of the flagship chilean red grape but mm-hmm. whatever um and i did find on not on the liquor mart's website but on the lcbo website the ontario liquor board website they list the grams of residual sugar per liter okay um so typically a dry red wine would have between zero and four grams of residual sugar per liter this has 12 so it, oh. which is a discernible level of sweetness so it may be just a maybe like apothic is probably in that ballpark as well it may even be higher mm. so it may be sort of it's probably in that sort of yeah this this sort of like sultry red blend sort of category that's very yeah. popular like menage a trois and apothic yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know th- probably this fits in the same same category after midnight which was about the the most romantic valentine's thing i could find under 15 dollars, <laughs> and even that uh, uh, even today like i've just had eric clapton stuck in my head all day you know that song after midnight <laughs> yeah. we're gonna let it all hang out yeah. Or whatever. yeah that's i've had that stuck in my head all day oh so. man on that note yeah cracker open all right i'm gonna see if i can do this with one hand I with mean, the bottle in between my legs no no do you want me to hold your mic for uh, you? i'll just actually switch them around and okay do this instead So, um, what else do we need to know? It's from the Central Valley in Chile, which is like... Um, I'm just curious to see like how dark it is. Oh, that is pretty dark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one thing I've noticed that, that is becoming common with um, sort of this kind of style of, of wines is there's a lot of wineries it doing, um, doing like aged in bourbon barrels. Mm-hmm. That's a thing now, I guess. Uh, which uh, is like, why don't you just age them in wine barrels? Yeah. Like, bur- the, bur- the bourbon taste that I find is imparted by those kind of barrels in wine is, is not to my liking. I had a beer at a brewery in Kansas City when I went called Boulevard and they um, did a I want to say a stout aged mm-hmm. in a bourbon mm-hmm. barrel and holy yeah. dang it was delicious. Yeah it works way better for, for, for beer. Yeah. For wine it's not, not so much. No. I can smell the sweetness to be 
Like it smells yeah. juicy to yeah, me. Yeah, like blueberry. Yeah. Jam. Yeah, sort yeah, of or jam. That's and, a good uh, one. And there's one, like one characteristic I sometimes get with Chilean wines, especially Cab, is like sort of like a eucalyptus sort of thing, mm, um, or like, like herbal? an herbal, like yeah, yeah like yeah. Um, what's the name of that herb? Um, sage or something like that. <laughs> I thought you were going to pick some kind of really obscure herb, and then no, you said sage. No, <laughs> I don't know any obscure herbs. I don't know. What just Name that. your obscure herbs. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. That is would, really sweet. Yeah, I would say it's beyond off-dry even. Um, it's not, it's, yeah. Maybe, yeah I mean, not, not, maybe not as sweet as the pothic, but pretty no, close. No, it's, it's, it's. Inoffensive. Um, um, you describe bands that way sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it w- it's compelling. That's a, that's a word I, ke- I keep yeah. having to remove from book reviews because I'm like, I don't know what that means. Oh, I also edit the book section here. Did you mention that? <laughs> um, sometimes I do. Yeah. I feel like this is the kind of wine that you put on the table when you're having like a chat, like a girl's night with your girlfriends. Okay. It's a quick drinker. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like you necessarily need to sit and savor it. No. But, um, but it would do the job, you yeah. know? And it's a good, it's, I mean, it would be a good wine, f- uh, red wine for someone who's just getting into red wine. Um, it's pretty mild. Like it's not yeah. bone dry. Yeah. It's not super tannic, that mouth drying feeling. It doesn't really have any of that. Um, night harvested. I don't know why you would have night harvested. It's like, <laughs> you're not, uh, you're not splitting the atom over here. You're just making a 10, $11. I think in the, I think, I think in the LCBO, LCBO, it's like $9 or something. But I don't, less. I don't hate it. No, I don't, I don't hate it. I either. don't hate yeah. it. I would drink this. Mm-hmm. It's, I would not feel bad giving this to someone at a party as like a hostess gift. Yeah. No, it's not bad. And ten ninety nine. dollars wrong with that price. Yeah. Um, because it is comparable to those wines. If you like the, you know, the apothics and the menage a trois and the, you know, the sort of like sexy zin, Zin pun blends or whatever <laughs> from California <laughs> yeah. or whatever. This will yeah. come in at a few bucks less than most of those, and it's very as drinkable. good, if if yeah. not better than some of them. There's some of them that are like, I don't know. It's like a big uh, like uh, another thing I've been seeing is like you know chocolate infused cabernet. Yeah. It's like, I, I mean, there's a, the, if if you like that kind of stuff, but it, it it sometimes it just sort of sneaks past you and you and you uh, you buy a bottle and suddenly it's like oh my god why does this taste like chocolate? Oh, there's actually <laughs> chocolate in it. But I digress. Yeah. Well, thanks very much for joining me today. I appreciate My pleasure. you filling in for Jen. Hey, no problem. Anytime. And uh, get well soon, Jen. Yeah, you'll be back next month for maybe the wine and cheese. Sure. Yeah. Or wait, when next month is February. End of February. Right, we already did val- Valentine's Day, so it'll be like end of February. Yeah. Okay. Easter wine. Tax time. <laughs> tax wine. <laughs> oh the best things to drink while you're doing your taxes. Oh my God! Can I bring something stronger than this? <laughs> yes. Maybe some barrel-proof oh, we bourbon. Maybe talk, talk about doing a Scotch taste. That's right. Yeah. Because it's when is when is Whiskey Fest? Oh. Uh, it's um march first and second oh that'd be it's perfect the first timing, weekend it's the first weekend of march okay well that'd be perfect time okay then. yeah let's um, think about that because yeah we did we missed robbie burns day we did so um okay we'll do that, we'll do that. obviously you can't find a, a no, whiskey we'll, for under 15. we'll limit we'll we'll change the rules do you have any month. at home i do i have tons okay well i'll why don't i bring one and you bring one sure um yeah i think i got at least a few at home yeah so. okay cool. cool well thanks again it's and a deal. Uh, everybody else, we will see you next week, and hopefully, Jen will be back. Hopefully. Mm-hmm.